All right, welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. We're agents here with Coldwell Banker, Seward Realtors in Wisconsin Rapids. So today we have a different setup, Ben. D- different setup, you know, with us being in the uh, social distancing portion of life. Wanted to include more of the the people. So we're, we're going to be doing it newscaster style. All right, excellent. Fantastic. So we'll, we'll have to get used to it. Yeah, we will. A little bit of adjustment. Oh, that's okay. We but, can do this. But we are still working. Yes, we are. We are still working. We still have showings that we're going on today. Next week, we have a listing appointment that we're going on. So we're still out. We're still doing things. Yep. Um, with our backgrounds in hospitality and your background with early child care and food service, mm-hmm. um, we understand about cleaning and sanitizing and keeping good, healthy spaces. Yes. So that shouldn't be too bad. And we aren't going to be taking groups of people along with the showings. It's going to be very individual. And also with the showings, too, if you're looking at wanting to go see a home and you are on that fence about whether or not you really should go and take a look at a home, give us a call and contact us because we can just do a video chat. We've got Messenger out there. We've got a couple other different options as far as you being able to see the house to see whether or not this is a home for you. So we do have some options out there that we're very happy to go and do for you. So we can go do the showing. We can uh, video chat you in. We had to do this with one of our buyers already. Well, and and we had been doing that with buyers who are out of the area anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty convenient. Technology is great. We can help you along. Yeah. So, I mean, we've already did it once with with one buyer. Um, They were working out of town. The house came up for for sale, and it was something that they really wanted, and they just wanted to take a look at it. So we did the showing. We brought them in, did a video chat with them, and uh, we're we're very able and very capable about doing that. And then even farther into the process, doing document signing, we can do a lot of that electronically and over the phone Mm -hmm. or explaining what's going on over the phone all the way up until closing. I think there's only one or two documents that have to be signed in front of a notary. Yeah, so there are some documents that do need to be signed in person in ink that we have to do in person. So we still have to have that face-to-face contact with it. If it's one of those things where you just feel that you just want to go to the showing, go to the closing table and sign everything without us there, we would be very happy to mail you your closing gift as well. Meet you so, in the parking lot. Yeah, we can meet you in the parking lot or we can even drop... Um, everything off at the house that you're going to be purchasing. Um, we have to somehow exchange keys as well. So, I mean, even if we just, you know, leave everything at the front stoop for you, we'll work out those details as far as how to how to go about that. This is not that bad as far as how it's going to impact us doing the physical day-to-day business. The interesting part is how it's going to affect the housing market as a whole. I know a lot of people are uh, remembering 2008 and just how crazy that was. This is not that. Um, This is a definite traumatic instance that happened at a point of time. Back in 2008, it was a culmination of things that really caused a a year and a half long crash. And then the market seemed to swoop in across the state, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, across the country. Um, We're always good here in central Wisconsin of living within our means. So that's going to help us in the long term. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of assistance coming in at the state and federal levels to keep businesses open and keep the cash flowing, keep people working. And that's the biggest thing we can do is keep working. And then when you get your paycheck, spend your money wisely. Otherwise, um, the housing market hopefully will rebound very quickly, even before the end of the year. Yes. 
I'm sorry, I'm watching the cat in the corner. She's um, jumping on some things that she's not allowed to jump on. So she's giving me the evil eye at this point. I don't think she's happy with us being quarantined with her. She'll get used to it. She's resilient. She is. Mm -hmm. So that's about that. We're still here. All of the real estate agents in our office are available uh, via our usual you know, cell phone and give us a message and we'll be happy to help you out. You know, and, and as you're, you're working with your, your agents, if you are more of a texter, you know, make sure that you are communicating what type of communication you really respond well to. So if you're used to sending out emails, be checking those emails for showings for when showings get canceled at the last minute due to sellers choosing not to show their homes if we have something set up. So that way you have the most up to date. So that way we're not communicating you through text message and you're checking emails. So if we're trying to get you information, we want to make sure that we're using the right platform that you are used to checking on a daily basis or an, an hourly basis. And if you're at home looking for new houses and whatnot, you're checking the market, Zillow is out there. It's an option, of course. It's not going to tell you exactly what houses are um, still active. Uh, they might have offers on them. Um, we like to use MyRapids.com or coldwellbankerseward.com or coldwellbanker.com. Realtor.com is another option. Mm -hmm. But I know myrapids.com, we have good control over that, and we're continually up to date with the What's information available? from the MLS. Yep. And if a house gets into contract, we, we've got that posted straight away on it. Correct. Yeah. So we're going to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to cut over to an interview that we had with Mayor Zach. A little while ago. Uh, this was at the beginning of the month, so this is going to be the last part. Uh, we're going to be talking about the airport. Ooh, the airport. The airport. I know. Um, we're still going to get people traveling in. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully the pandemic blows over before the golf season comes in and uh, other business people still want to travel here. I think they will. It, they will. And even in you know y years to come, this is going to be something that's connecting us here in Wisconsin Rapids with the rest of the country. So, yep. so look forward to, to hearing from Mayor Zach. All right, we'll cut to that now. All right, so our, our final topic is going to be the airport. Sure. Now, we did a lot of renovation. I believe we had a $4 million grant. Mm -hmm. Not sure if it was a grant, yep. but we, we spent $4 million on updating our airport. Mm -hmm. And I think it has gone a little bit more. We've added a new hangar, yep. from my understanding. Yeah. So where where is our, our airport sitting, and now what can we do with our airport? Well, it really fits uh, the airport in general, in thinking more broadly, we have so many assets in our community, right? And they're only assets if we figure out ways to continue to capitalize and leverage them as assets. Otherwise, they become liabilities, right? The opposite mm -hmm. of an asset is a liability. And so our airport was one of those um, uh, enterprises or, or pieces of infrastructure or an asset that had been kind of sleepy in more recent years. Now, early in its days, it was very active and served a huge economic development purpose. And over the years, it, it continued to do so for generally the paper industry and other manufacturers that would use it. Now, of course, there's um, flight instruction and charter aircraft activities out of there. But when Sand Valley uh, came to the community, uh, we, we kind of learned early on that many of their customers, uh, or mu much of their play, golf play, came via aircraft, private aircraft. And we all kind of looked at each other at the airport commission, of which I'm chairman, and I, we said, we've got to figure out what this means for us. Right. Because like any smart business, uh, and having my limited business experience uh, as a small business owner over the years, uh, before I became mayor, they um, 
we knew that business activity could go anywhere, right? There were options. People could go to Stevens Point. They could still use our airfield, but there wasn't a lot of capacity there. Mm-hmm. They could use Adams County, maybe even, uh, you know, uh, Mosinee. There are other options. And we felt that it was a unique opportunity for us to mobilize and tell a story that Wisconsin's and Rapids' economy and the community's economy is transitioning, right? One that's from dependent on one single industry, the paper paper industry in a single company or just a few companies, to one that's a little more diverse, right, that serves economic development and tourism in different ways, hospitality, um, other manufacturing and food processing. So we, we put together a story, and that we means the business community, the airport commission, uh, the airport manager who we ended up hiring um, early on in the process, recognizing that we needed a professional on site that okay. was not also running their business and being pulled in too many directions. Right. Um, and so we put together a, a story, and that story was a, I don't know, 20-some page document that we we prepared for the state legislature and said, we have an opportunity to transition and improve the local economy in the Wisconsin Rapids area. We've been hit hard over the years by downsizings and plant layoffs and plant closures, and uh, we need to do something about that. And so the airport was one one success story, right? Uh, so in the budget process, as you said, there was $4 million that was earmarked for improvements at Alexander Field. So improvements as far as the runways or the buildings, new fencing, or sure. is it just kind of like a broad, here's $4 million? Great question. Good. Yeah. Go spend. Yeah, we had we put together a priority list. Okay. Um, we put as much in there as we we could imagine at the time, right? Because we didn't know to the extent of what was really coming at us. Other than we did spend some time, we went out to Band in Oregon, which is the sister, similar uh, twin sister maybe of the Sand Valley project. The okay. same developers, and there's an air, a small airport there that also serves that golf course. And while that's a little bit different, because in in um, in Washington, um, they, or I'm sorry, Oregon, in Bandon Dunes, Oregon, they, they're a little more remote than what we are. I mean, there's, okay. we have interstate highways between us. There's not a lot of terrain. We're pretty flat. We actually drove from Portland to, down to, uh, to Bandon Dunes, and uh, it was a four-hour drive winding through the mountains, and so you could just tell how difficult it was to get to that golf course. So ours is quite a bit easier, mm-hmm. but nonetheless important for the for the folks, the users that are that are players out at the course, uh, who have the the resources to be able to fly in on their own. So. In our list of, of priorities, we knew that our runways couldn't get any longer, but they were in, an, in a situation with their age that they we needed to do some improvements. So one of the things was just like we would do to a street, take the top surface off and put a new surface over the tops to give us more life on the on that particular runway. Now, when you took off the, the, the old one, mm-hmm. were you able to upgrade that so that way we can get bigger planes landing here in rapids or does that still have like a distance thing because we all know that a plane needs to have so many feet in order to land and take off off. exactly but also the concrete itself is important too Mm -hmm. to make sure that when these planes land it can actually take that the the abuse that right. a plane is going to be giving it. So That's a great question because these planes aren't light, right? Not, no, these not are not the light planes. because the passengers are heavy, but because these planes are very heavy. Right. Um, so that runway was built at a time in a standard that that concrete is so thick that we knew we didn't want to fully replace it. 
because the the FAA, the Federal Aeronautics uh, Administration or Aviation Administration, was not going to allow us to rebuild it. Okay. With its current width, it would actually get narrower. Really. So we said consciously, let's just do a maintenance project versus a reconstruction. Okay. Um, so uh, the concrete is of certain thickness that it's able to sustain uh, the aircraft that we take out there, but it is really a function of of length of the runway, um, as well as um, there's something that's called minimums, and that's how when a plane starts descending and landing, mm-hmm. um, how quickly it can get from point A to point, point B, B in in an elevation basis, and so that's why preceding this project, we did a lot of tree trimming and tree cutting. And it wasn't popular, but we were faced with a, you're either going to close your airport or you're, we're going to take away certain um, classifications of types of aircraft you could have, or you're going to tr- trim your trees. And so it was the conscious decision, of course, to, to do that. Trim the trees is the easiest yeah, one just right. to, to maintain that. And I yep. think that that is very helpful. So that way we can get some of those people who are traveling. I mean, you, you look at what St. Valley is bringing in, but also because of the classification that we have, mm-hmm. we can also attract a few other people who are going to be coming in. That's right. So yeah. that's, having clean approaches, and that's a project actually that we're undertaking going forward, is something that we need to, over the next five years, ensure that those approaches don't get impeded again by trees. I, I love the tree next to, you know, like the next person, and, and we want to make sure we're planning for um, the eventual trimming of trees as, as they grow older and grow taller. Some of the other improvements out at the airfield, so the runway, we talked about the resurfacing of the runway. We also added capacity for parking, so basically a larger parking lot for aircraft. Um, you can't park a car like you, you can't park an airplane like you park a car, where you can put them nose to nose. Right. And you can do it if you if people are staying for a long period of time, they kind of do it at EAA and mm-hmm. some other big fly-ins. But when you've got large aircraft that are coming and going at different times, there's a certain configuration in which you can park those things. And our apron, the parking lot um, at the airport, was undersized for the size of aircraft that we get on a peak day. Now, we don't. We knew that we also had to plan for some expansion there as well. We weren't getting another $4 million from the state to do some of this work anytime soon. So we needed to make sure that we were efficient in how we spent that money. So part of it was growing the apron to a point where we could have, let's say, Sand Valley or there was other events happening in addition to some of the Sand Valley activity that we could accommodate as many aircraft as possible. So how, how many aircraft can we handle? Well, it's really dependent on how many of each size uh, because their wingspans are, are, are shorter and different. Yeah. The other improvement that we, you mentioned the hangar, uh, and that's a really important project from the standpoint of a lot of these large aircraft um, who come have to leave because their insurance does not want their planes to be out in the elements. Hailstorms, windstorms, right? We saw a windstorm last last summer, and the aircraft that were there really spun around. And you know, fortunately, there weren't any major damages or any of that kind of thing. That's good. But hangars are, are the precaution, right? Just right. like a vehicle, a car uh, garage for your vehicle. And so that's the other improvement that's happening out there right now. But when you mentioned four million, all told, there were another a number of other projects we up graded all the lighting around the facility. So our utility bills are just nothing compared to what they used to be. All LED lighting, okay. uh, far more efficient, uh, more reliable. There were a lot of times where our lighting went out uh, over the course of winter, just faulty wiring over time, just like electricity in your yeah. house or electrical in your house. Um, and then we also made some improvements to improve what they call circulation. So like a street, if you've got uh, a couple turn lanes in that, if traffic is not moving right, you do things to improve traffic, right? You may put in some lights that give you a left turn arrow in that. Well, at the airport, it's about how planes get from that apron, that parking lot, to a taxiway 
to the runway. Mm -hmm. And so we added a taxiway along the entire length. So that way, on the occasion that we've got flights coming in at the same time as planes are taking off, that they're not sitting on an active runway with a plane coming, coming over in. the top. Yep. Yeah. So coordinating our takeoff, our, our landings and taking off, is there someone who is staffed at the airport 24-7? Or is this a... Pilots know what they're supposed to be doing, so they check, they do their, their checklist of what they sure. should be doing. Do we have that? Are, it's a are great we, question. Are we able to yeah. staff 24-7? Air traffic control, right? Yeah. yeah. How are we doing that? So all the airspace is regulated by the federal government. Right. And so they're communicating between Minneapolis or Green Bay or, or Mosinee or whoever, wherever the airspace that they're coming in through. So there's not somebody physically based at the airport for the takeoff and landing for that purpose. But you can, if you're sitting at the airport, we've got the loudspeaker there. People, mm -hmm. you can hear the operation. Okay. They're announcing that because there's grounds crew. We need to get our staff ready. So when they pull up, we're ready to fuel them. Or we're ready to take the the lavatory. Uh, we've got a lav carts. So we take all the all the uh, bio stuff from the airplanes and then baggage handling and all that type of thing. So there isn't anybody base that's kind of organizing that, but that's done by the federal government um, okay. in the nearby communities. Are we looking at getting big enough where we actually need to have a, a tower and be staffed or are we just kind of happy at we're, we're happy at where yeah, we're at we won't be making that decision that'd be a federal government decision and we're we're probably never going to get there i think um we don't have the scheduled commercial operations right like you'd okay. see with the mainline airlines but that's also a question i get is but we're, we're never going to be like the next mosini we're just going to no. still stay our little hometown airport yeah, yeah. that I mean, there just are, handles lots of big cool things yeah there are some growth opportunities um, but again, no, because the commercially serviced airports were so close to the nearby airport that for an airline to add another uh, offshoot or an air traffic control tower, very, very uh, slim to, to probably not likely in maybe my lifetime. Um, so, but the other thing is I do get asked a lot, well, what about scheduled service? Well, we see a scheduled service to Chicago or Denver or Minneapolis or Detroit. And out in Bandon, they were able to recruit United to do a very limited schedule, like a plane comes on Tuesday and leaves, and then a plane comes on Thursday and leaves. So if I need to catch a plane to go down to Chicago to catch yep. my flight to Florida, can I right. fly out of Rapids versus driving up to Mosinee and have right. to have my car sit for a whole entire week right. while I'm down vacationing, yep. when it can just be at home? Right, and more or less for the inbound traffic. So those that are golfers and visitors, instead of using commercial or private activity, they could use commercial. So I, I don't think that's, that's not on the near-term horizon, but... Uh, as Sand Valley adds a third course and beyond, well, there's a lot more golf play that's going to happen. Right. And, and where are those folks going to come here from? Is it by car? Is it by airplane? Um, and they had predicted that that 30% of the golfers, the golf rounds that are sold would come from air traffic. And it's at least that. Um, are we seeing a lot more use of the taxi system to get from Rapids to, to Rome? Are, are we um, seeing some of that or or is it sure I, I'm not sure how that all works because you know you fly in, into rapids mm -hmm. but you're playing in, in sand Valley which is 12 miles away how are those golfers getting from point a to point B and then back mm -hmm. again and what do what are our pilots doing are they just kind of hanging out in the airport do sure. we have a cool lounge for them or yeah, yeah. Or are they just kind of hanging out at the local restaurants and mm -hmm. trying hanging to figure out. out how to yeah yeah, yeah I gotta right. hang out for the next 10 hours while yeah. my people are off plane. It depends. Um, some of them overnight when they're staying at the Mead or another hotel. Um, they uh, Some of them are just coming in at 8 and they're leaving at 6 at night or 8 at night. Um, 
but in that period of time, we've got to keep them occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not sitting in the pilot's lounge all day. Now, we did upgrade the lounge, add some better comfortable recliners and but some more provisions. But not that comfortable. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. If, I wouldn't spend eight hours there uh, personally. But I'll tell you, bike share has been a question. These guys, you know, because they sit in their in their cockpit, they want to be out active too. So they've actually thought about biking along the And a the lot river. of the new improvements yeah. that we made to the city yep. feeds right on into it's that. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, but definitely restaurants, I would say also... Uh, that folks are, um, you know, they're they're just looking for other things to do. So they're picking up the visitor's guide. They might be maybe making a run out to the cheese factory. But as it relates to their transportation, we actually provide our um, pilots with a free courtesy car. Okay. So they're able to take the courtesy car and run around to the local area, um, which is always a very interesting thing because instead of renting a car in, mm-hmm. in pilot in the, in the aviation world, it's very common to have crew cars or or pilot cars available for people to use. It's just kind of a, here are the keys, sign it out and go. It's an incredibly trusting uh, type of thing. Uh, and so that, that tradition continues at Alexander Field here in Rapids. And that is really neat to, to even find out because, I, you know, you barely put a little thought to it. I mean, you see, you hear a lot of times, you know, all the pilots come in, but they come in and then they leave on those bigger airports yeah. because they're just picking up the next people and shuttling to the next place. Right. So knowing that they actually there's cars available for them, so the mm-hmm. way they don't they're not just stuck at a, yeah, a small day. airport mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. just waiting for for people to get over with you yeah. know their golf done and then go back home. That's right. But most of the transport there's actually been a couple of transportation companies that have popped up to take golfers to the resort. Uh, Sand Valley does not itself run any transportation, so they work with partners, and that's been a, ni- a nice new business opportunity for people in our community as well. I see, you know, they're always investing in new vans and larger equipment to take people uh, down to play some golf and, uh, you know, spend some time, some leisure time. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, very well, good. Thank you so much for coming, and yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Hard your... to believe our time is up already. I know. <laughs> it goes by so quickly. It does. Well, thanks again for the opportunity. It's really oh, an yeah. exciting time for our community for these reasons and many others, right? We could spend hours talking about them. But we, really we really could, this. and it just we wanted to keep it small and kind of keep it a little bit simple. So hopefully yeah. we can come back um, later on in the year, and we'll yeah. have you back. I mean, you're always welcome to come Sounds back. Sounds good, Carrie. Thank all you. Right. Appreciate it. Well, thank it. you so much, and you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin day. Bye-bye. All right. Well, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that discussion with uh, Mayor Zach. Uh, we are very happy that we were able to be able to have that interview earlier on. And we're looking forward to having more guest speakers. But right now, that's not we, it, it's going to be more creative if we can do that we right might now. We might have phone in callers and Skype chat. Yes. You know, I, I really don't like that format. It's not a good quality format as far as visual and the audio. Right. I'm a nerd. I know you are. Um, but it was cool about the airport and learning how transportation needs are being met yes I, I you know you what do you think you know a pilot they bring someone in and what do they do they they don't sit in the airport lounge for two days no they gotta do something else right so i mean we've got a lot of a lot of people who are traveling in that we're we're still hosting and we're still getting out there and you know seeing the area too so that's always good to see how how the airport is helping our businesses our local businesses yeah out. yeah so well, good. And well, it, we would normally at this point kind of cut to our community events, events um, but unfortunately, there, we no, don't have any. No local community events right now. Stay tuned. I know. They will be coming. So once over all the bans are lifted, I'm, I'm sure we'll be getting back to the full swing of things. And, uh, you know, if you're going out shopping, you know, just uh, check first to see if the business is, is open because I know that everyone's now starting to slim back some hours. Mm -hmm. So just kind of check the businesses before you go out and and do some shopping. A lot of social media as well. You know, check online. 
get creative. You know, if you have favorite businesses that you like to attend, go ahead, post those on your social media accounts and let's keep this thing rolling. Mm -hmm. uh, I know church services, a lot have already invested in technology to, you know, have that online so you can still participate. And uh, hopefully those will be continuing. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, we didn't, we did have our sales meeting this morning, but we did not go out on tour. We right. just do, we are going to be doing our tours a little bit differently, but we didn't go out on tour um, today, but we did kind of talk a little bit about the market. So the market is still doing good. Oh yeah. People are still listing their houses. They're, yep. Yeah. They're still listing. They're still buying. You know, we, we're still in the full swing. So we'll bring, a, bring more to the next couple podcasts. I think I'll be inserting some photographs and whatnot when, uh, Things come online, you know, new listings come on the market. All right, so there's work. Look at that. So, sorry about that. But, yeah, we'll be uh, doing more of a photo, video kind of tour here with these videos, um, getting you guys some information about the houses that are being listed in our office and show you some pictures, make that kind of fun. Yep. So that's about it. Catch us on all the social media. Now that we've got more time to be on there, I will be on there. And of course, you know, making some more videos as we go. So look forward to that too. And we just might do some random videos throughout the day of what do we do, you know, during quarantine. Well, there's a lot of or preparation. I mean, this is a perfect time. I mean, you talk about perfect time of you need something to do. If you're looking at listing within the next three or four months, you are now kind of stuck at home start going through and start whittling things out. Take a room a week or room a day and really deep clean, go through, find out what you have. Um, that way you can, you are ready to list. You've already kind of weeded everything out. You already kind of figured out, okay, this is what we're going to donate. Maybe start a donate pile if the donation place is closed at the time. But getting that house ready to go, to have us come in and to sit down and talk with you and go, okay, you know what? We already did our cleaning. We already, we already went through and did all that. Because you have the time now, and if you're home with kids, kids are great for this. Because you never know what kind of treasure you're going to find oh, while yeah. you're cleaning out that closet. Well, and it's great that it coincides with spring cleaning, and we can start opening up the windows a little bit. Mm -hmm. After the snow comes this weekend, of course. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't want snow. It's okay. I know. So, okay. Well, I hope you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin Day, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.